Welcome to The Open Bell, a podcast for trumpet players, by trumpet players, and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoneman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Brian Appleby Weinberg and the eccentric egomaniac, Joey Tartell. This episode of The Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation. WTF is exactly what you need to think when you pick up your horn, hear another person play their horn, or look for information about the trumpet. WTF is the correct response to all your trumpeting, and for that matter, cornet questions. For the truth about trumpet, head on over to www.worldtrumpetfederation.com and check out what we have to offer. And if nothing else, stay tuned to the Open Bell Podcast each and every week to stay up to date with the most recent trumpet stuff to keep your teaching informed and your playing at the highest level. And by Marcus Grant Music. The Open Bell Podcast is excited to welcome new sponsor, composer, educator, and friend, Marcus Grant. Currently, Marcus is in the process of writing his first official Sonata for Trumpet and Piano, affectionately called Sonata for Heroes. The piece will be premiered on November 11 at Indiana University by Jason Bergman. But there is still time for you to be part of this exciting new three-movement work for trumpet in C and flugelhorn or cornet. It's not too late for your trumpet studio or you yourself to buy into the consortium that will support the creation of this new film score style work for our repertoire. Please consider visiting www.msgrantmusic.com. That's M-S-G-R-A-N-T-M-U-S-I-C.com and click on the menu tab Sonata Consortium for details. The consortium closes on October 1, so move quickly. The heroes of tomorrow are born today. It's time to take the stage. Go to www.msgrantmusic.com. The Open Bell Podcast is comprised of three segments, warming up a couple things and no offense. We use these segments to effort, elicit, and express information that we believe is excellent for enthusiastic trumpet enclaves. Gentlemen, shall we? Each week, Warming Up is brought to you by Chop Saver, that perfect all-natural lip treatment created by the one and only Dan Gosling. Dan has provided the Open Bell Podcast with our own promo code. Promo That's code. right. We're fancy. Go to <laughs> www.chopsaver.com and use the promo code BELL, that's B-E-L-L, for a 15% discount. And join the countless others who have found joy in this amazing product. Speaking of someone who can't find joy in anything, especially joining countless others. <laughs> hey, Brian. Especially that. Man. <laughs> all I'm going to say is you can't spell you can't spell Joey without joy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Maybe that's why I enjoy this so much. Okay, warming up. So last week we did this uh, trumpet cafe required listening thing. That was a long and time ago. I didn't yeah. I didn't get enough um, cornet in the listing. You who, who went, made the list? You went who, over. Who, who chose I, the list? You I went just, over with three cornet albums. Couldn't get enough cornet. So um, what I did was I picked a cornet player uh, for my warming up and a and another required listening for everybody out there. So he's wait he's now extended his cheating a full episode. Yeah. <laughs> you were already three over, and now you're going into another episode. This is I, outrageous. Yes. I. I I made these up, and I was so happy because I knew how angry you guys were going to get. <laughs> well, you're the one that said he was overrated. <laughs> wow. So, so this cornet player is um, a great cornetist and doesn't play cornet at all. And, oh, maybe one tune. 
Um, this is Philip Smith's excerpt CD. So if you sure. don't, if you're a young player, trumpet player, and you don't know Philip Smith's excerpt CD, you should know that CD. It's required listening. Um, I didn't know it. Um, I was teaching it. Evansville, and I was taking a lesson with um, Chappie Perry, Marvin Perry. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I was playing excerpts for him. He was super nice, super helpful, super friendly. Um, and um, he said, he said, hey, do you um, do you have Phil Smith's excerpt CD? And I said, excuse me, what? And he said, uh, he said, oh, you need to have it. So he actually, I think it maybe wasn't in CD at that point. It was like on a tape. And he said, you need to have it. And so he actually, during the lesson, he made a dub of the tape that I could just put in the car player for for the drive home. It's a long drive from Indianapolis to Evansville. Um, it's better now. So it is better now. Yeah, we um, have a, we have a highway and everything. Yeah, there was not that did not exist. No, back then. all state roads back then. <laughs> Man, it was no fun. And um, but it's amazing. And I actually talked to Phil Smith about the making of this CD when uh, we met him in San Antonio, and he right. said that um, he had trouble making the. Goldberg variation recording mm. because he was articulating the notes so hard there was too much feedback for the mic and the system <laughs> it just couldn't handle it no offense no offense bill i rest <laughs> my case <laughs> and he he said um he bought all of the i think they did it up in toronto he recorded in toronto at a church in the middle of the night so that there wasn't any traffic and um he said he bought the next day, they couldn't get a good recording, the next day he bought all of the, the pick mutes that he could find in town, and he was drilling holes in some of them to try and figure out. And it ended up, he just had to turn around away from the microphone to play it. Wow. That's fantastic. It was cool. That's yeah. power. Now, you started by saying Philip Smith, and you, I think you said it at least twice. Does anyone refer to him as Philip Smith? It's Phil Smith, yeah. No. Okay, just checking. He's know you know. I thought for a second maybe it was an inside cornet thing that they button, all agreed button on. Button up bow tie guy. Yeah. Well, I don't yeah. know. That's why I was asking. I mean, yeah. I've only I've only met him, been introduced to him, but I don't know him in any real way. Yeah, Phil. I think Phil is what how everybody refers to him. Yeah. yeah. I called Definitely. him Mr. Smith. Yeah. He's super nice. Super. That is but a that, great, yeah, great and useful yeah, recording. If you're a young yeah. trumpet player that wants to know how to play excerpts, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I mean, that's just literally taking a lesson and how to do it. Yeah. He talks you through them, different tempos and stuff. Yeah, it's great. I don't know what your favorite part of that recording is, but for me, it's Phil saying the word Petrushka. <laughs> it's great. His accent is so... I, I have had this experience a few times when you when you meet somebody that in your head is just maybe not even a real person, but more of an idea, and Phil Smith certainly is that. Oh, you know, sure, Phil yeah. Smith isn't a real yeah. person. He's principal trumpet in the New York Phil. You know, so right. when you meet people like that, I never conceive that they can have an accent. <laughs> right. So, yeah, the first, uh, actually, the first time I ever talked to Dale Clevenger, I was at Jeff Nelson's house, and Dale was driving in to come do some teaching. And now Jeff had just moved into the house and didn't know all the road names and was trying to direct Dale, who was, like, driving on a state road. And so he just turned to me and said, can you just talk Dale in and handed me the phone? Yes, which and you could I do heard this, you knew all the roads. Right, I know all the road names. I can tell him, okay, you're about to see this, about to see this. And he started talking, and you hear that, you know, all I know is Dale yeah. Clevenger, Chicago Symphony Orchestra. No. 
but I did not know he was from Tennessee. Chattanooga, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. So you hear yeah. that that little bit of that southern that that's still there, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, this can't be Dale Clevenger. This guy has a southern accent. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> so, his driver. It's right. Dale's driver. <laughs> so, but we're just kind of chatting as I talked on the last about you know ten or fifteen minutes in until he, we see him pull in the driveway. I'm yeah. like, this doesn't make any sense to me. That's so funny. Doesn't line yeah. up with my image. Exactly. No, that's really funny. Yeah. yeah. But uh, here's a quick aside on the Dale Clevenger thing. I maybe I've said this before. My college marching band director was Charles Cassavant. His father was A.R. Cassavant, who was director of bands at Chattanooga Public Schools, oh, and weird. Dale Clevenger was in his band. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I just was not you remember prepared that? for Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. there. You can hear it. That's so great. All right. Very cool. All right, Joey, what do you have for us? All right, so here's what I've got. We're in the school year, and I gave you a friendly neighborhood reminder last week. I want another friendly neighborhood reminder this week, which is now concerts should be going in your school. And although it can be impossible to see everything, especially if you're at a place like IU, I mean, we get, we get going here, and it's, uh, you know, Monday nights are jazz band nights, and Tuesday night are concert band nights, Wednesday nights are orchestra nights, and then Friday, Saturday uh, are operas and ballet. So you can't see everything. But go see concerts. Get out and go. Yes. Here's your reminder. I know you're busy. I know you've got stuff to do. There is no substitute to sitting in a hall and seeing a live concert. Get out and go do it. That's that's my friendly neighborhood reminder for this week. It's a great reminder because here's the thing, especially for music ed majors. I want to just you know, aim this at them. When you get out and start teaching, you will not have access nor time oh, like you yeah. do now to go hear what things are supposed to sound like. Feed the right? system. Especially you're at a, like at IU, you're at one of the largest schools in the country. The mm-hmm. quality of what's happening there in particular with the opera thing, that's a chance to hear that and right. see it. You should go. And a chance to judge other people. Of Never course. That opportunity. <laughs> Let's not forget that. I always think of that, and I think I've said this before, but the idea, if, if like there are faculty playing recitals, yeah. oh my gosh, what if they mm. completely screw up? Wouldn't you right. want to be there for that? Yeah. That alone should get you there. I, have I, I've shared with you guys my NASCAR theory of recital attendance, haven't I? Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. People go to recitals for the same reason they go to NASCAR races. You want to, you want to see somebody crash. wipe out and then turn yeah. three. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. But yeah, get out. Go see some concerts. And you, I know you can't see everything, but go see something. Go mm-hmm. do it. It's worth it. Get out and do it. Yeah. All right, Bill, what do you got for us tonight? Great advice. This is a quick one for me tonight. I'm just going to throw it out there. You guys can make a couple comments and we can move on. Uh, no pressure system uh, for playing the trumpet. Go. No, there's no such thing. No such thing. <laughs> I had a student come in today. That's not a thing. It's not a thing. And he goes, I have a friend of mine. We talk online. Was talking about this uh, no pressure stuff for trumpet. And uh, you know, I just wondered where you were. You know, what you think about that? And I was like, Oof, we only have an hour. Um, <laughs> well, let me. Make this, I'll make this really easy because you know me. I'm an oversimplifier. So let's go right to no, it. No, come on. Uh, so we need the right amount of pressure so that when your corners are firm and holding in place Mm -hmm. and the middle of your lips are vibrating with the mouthpiece on them, that you put the right amount of pressure so that when you actually are blowing out, the horn doesn't blow off your face. 
if you have no pressure, the horn will not stay on your face <laughs> because you're blowing out. It will blow it right off your face. You have to have the right amount of pressure to keep the horn there. And that pressure can change and can be different between and among people. Yeah. And so this idea that there is a no pressure version is not a thing. Right. <laughs> uh, we talked about you know laying the trumpet on the palm of the hand and hanging the trumpet on the strings and all those other those crazy and things. All of that... those things will make you do a, a, in most cases make you make all of that resistance behind the horn and make mm -hmm. you clamp down above the neck and do extra work there because somehow you got to keep that mouthpiece attached to your face. Right. And if you're not doing it with just the easiest way, I don't know. That's what your left hand's for, holding the horn against your face with the proper amount of pressure. If you're right. not doing that, you're going to have to do it with another part of your body that's behind the mouthpiece, which is only going to lead to problems. Right. It sounds like Joey's thought about this a bit. I've given this Shocking. just a little little bit of <laughs> He's thought. He's given this some thought. <laughs> it's, it's like new, the time. It's a new thing. <laughs> we, were, we were out in Colorado at Fort Lewis to that clinic, and I said something about, we were talking about this, that Joey's <laughs> given everything thought. I'm like, pick a topic. And someone's like, buying a used car. And Joey's like, I'm glad you asked. Here, <laughs> here are the five rules I've come up with. I've and given this it. a lot of thought. Categories, interest rates, mileage, <laughs> you know. Uh, resale value. You Trading should know value. Resale value, yeah. Red cars do get more tickets, and white cars are statistically the safest on the road. You should know that kind of thing. Beautiful thing. You guys are so, you're so mean to me. All right, boys. Well, listen, I was thinking about it's 95. It's some sort of landmark episode. Landmark. Right? Oh, 95. Yeah. It's some landmark episode-ness. And so I thought, why not a game of snippets? <laughs> Snippets. Why not Snippets. something else we can totally fold on? Yeah, we're gonna I don't think this. you're going to fold. We're gonna I, be, it's going to be amazing. I think I have made some choices here tonight that are going to make this easy for you. No, you don't. You don't think that at <laughs> no, all. No, I That's do. That's an absolute lie. It's going to make it fun for Bill. <laughs> right. It's not that fun. I still have to play. The best part is that you're playing cornet. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, the cornet is awesome. out. The cornet is out. The Shires, the Shires cornet is out. I love it. That's a nice cornet too. right there. It's really great. That's lasagna, right? This is lasagna. That's <laughs> right. That's lasagna to your apples. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see what we can do here. Uh, this is snippet number one. Snippet number one. <laughs> Oh, I got it. Oh, oh, we didn't get our buzzers. Wow, that's oh, amazingly that, fast. We, we can do yeah, that's that's buzzers. the uh, Clark characteristic study number one. Outstanding. The book that Brian doesn't, doesn't like. Doesn't know. I don't like. I don't know it. I don't he doesn't like it. know it. That's a bunch of them. I just find them. That's C major. Through. Yes. C major number <laughs> Thank one. You for that. Yeah. Well, that's the name of it. That's what's above, written above number one. It says yeah. C major. Yeah, he C doesn't have perfect pitch. He just remembered Boring. it was in C major. That's correct. I don't have perfect pitch. That's if you had you... played that in on E-flat cornet as written, you... I would have said, that's C major. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what it says on the music. When I, I used to teach sight singing in ear training here. I know that seems really bizarre. I but I would do all the harmonic dictation. Everything was in C. I would play in C because it's the only key I could really play. No on the piano. And I would go, C major. You know, and then play the thing. And then next one, next episode, the excerpt would be D major. Same notes. <laughs> Same notes. <laughs> Just keep looking at me. Like, hey, don't worry about it. And Just those two kids down. with perfect pitch are like, hold on a sec. Yeah, it's completely screwed up. What is happening? This okay. one is going to be so easy. No shot. I can't, 
I can't make it any easier than I'm going to make it. Uh, you could. I think Brian might even get this one. No way. Not going to happen. Oh, yeah. I got it. Brian, you got it? No. What? Come on. No. You got you it already? Give him, you want, yeah, you don't know that? I could play you the rest of it. Go ahead, Joey. Go ahead. You want me to keep playing it, or you want me to? No, just tell us what it is. <laughs> that's, uh, uh, oh, wait, that's <laughs> Goldman. Is that number two? It is Goldman number two. Right? I don't have Yeah, and I just want to say another extra before I was articulating. Yeah, this is weird. Is this Etude Snippets? Yeah. I actually sang the whole next bar as well. You did. That's also, by the way, it's also in C major. Yeah, Brian, this is the Goldman. Yeah, I have that book. I've played out of that book. I. I teach out of that book. <laughs> well, how's your that working out for you? I, yeah, your tongue's going to be tired tomorrow. I'm already worn it's out all, from this. It's already done. Everything else will be slurred. <laughs> okay. Snippet number three. Snippet. This is a tough one because I, I was really trying to uh, wrestling with where I wanted to start with this. I think I got it. Okay, uh-oh. I got it. What? Brian's on it. It's Clark. Um... <gasps> it's you're so close. You're on it. Clark. You're in there. Can you play it again? Is it four? I can. I will. I don't know if I can. <laughs> I I will play it again. Well, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> Is it four? It's not four? No, it's the third study. It is three. Clark Technical Studies, etude number three. Yep. Where is that in there? Right after the third study. That's why they call it etude number three. No, where in the, in study, the study is that lit? Oh, it's the second bar. That's Here's the, problem. the beginning. If you played the beginning, I would have had it. <laughs> oh, yeah. There That's it is. Okay. All right. Good work. Good work. That's it. Ryan, nice call. Go. That's from You guys are going to enjoy nowhere. this. This is what my Clark book looks like. <laughs> oh, wow. What did that cost? A buck and a quarter? <laughs> that no. is, holy smokes. $3. <laughs> wow. wow. For the listeners, is, it's uh, purple with lime green letters. Oh, that's not purple, by the way. Ooh, welcome you to the You got 70s. some colorblind things going on. I that's, do not. That's, that's blue. That's blue. <laughs> I don't think it is. It's absolutely blue. I always just kind of see yeah. blue as blue No, as I know the cover. It's blue. <laughs> I think it's a little purple. Purple with I mean, um, no, that's no, blue. It's, it's blue. <laughs> well, you know what? I was going to make it this easy, and now I'm going to find a different spot. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, all right. Are we ready? No. Snippet of course number four. Snippet. Number four. Thank you. I like when you repeat it. Yeah. Uh, that's Charlie A. Thirteen. Right. That is the study. Yeah. Isn't it thirteen? It is not thirteen. Hold on. It's Charlie A. They right. It is Charlie A. I'm Charlie. It's up there. Is it twelve? Twelve. Yeah. Twelve. No. Twelve is etude moderne. I don't remember the numbers. 15? 
It's somewhere. It is not 15. Jeez, that's we'll just keep. We're just going to keep guessing numbers. 16? You like trombomundi intonation. It's You've got Char- it surrounded. It's Charlie. We both know it's Charlie. We just don't know what number. It's Charlie A14. The that's what exercise we said. for the <laughs> 14. <laughs> 14. Pretty sure we said that. <laughs> we said no, 14. you said 13. Yeah, some exercise for the third finger. Yes. Do you guys yes. do that in duples the whole time? Because you played it in duples. I hear it in triples. Doodle, I hear doodle, it in two. I do it in twos. Yep. Well, yeah. In, no, like, I mean, so I think sixes. of it in two. I do it in sixes. Right. Yeah, I did exactly. it in duples because I don't have my reading glasses on, and I'm hanging on for dear life. Okay. You're still reading that? Hmm? Well, I need to see it. <laughs> really? I could play at least that much of it without looking. I don't need a book. Okay. This. That's a D minor, by the way. This is going to be <laughs> the saddest of all keys, and I'm out. <laughs> the saddest of all. <laughs> wow. <laughs> of should, all of them? We should play more in D minor that's, than. That's, that's Spinal Tap. You guys oh, got to know your reverence. Yeah, yeah, it's the that's saddest why I'm of out. all keys. Saddest D minor, saddest of all keys. Oh, that's a weird connection because I'm, I'm into Better Call Saul. And of course, oh. the. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you know, yeah. Chuck McGill, Charles McGill is yeah. a. Yeah. All right, anyway. Right, here we go. This is a gift. Snippet number five. Snippet number five. I can play it. Um, play it. Know it. I wrote it. <laughs> I wrote it. I can play it. I can't place it. <laughs> I don't know that one. I've heard it. I don't know. People screaming at their devices right now. Uh, oh, my gosh. You're going to be so disappointed with yourself. Is, is this... Uh... Here it comes. Ready? Yeah. I, I can sing it. I can't play it. Oh, it's from Amston's Duets. Oh, That's why. Number 44. Wow. It's Oh, so yeah. I could sing it, See? but I didn't know it was a duet. A little blast from the past. You only, played a, you only played one part. Yep. Uh, okay. Was I supposed <laughs> to hum the other one? Yes. Well, I was saying, how would we know it's a two-part piece when you're only playing half of it? Here's how. And this, I actually <laughs> thought about this. Because I played the first part, which is the only part you ever played on that. <laughs> That's oh, no, not I make, true. I play I make, this with my students all the time, and I, I always play, play second. For, I make students play first. <laughs> no, when I, I play these with students, I always play second. Come on, Joey. True. True story. Yeah, of course. True right, story. Let's do some Amazon duets. I'm going to blow lead on this and try to keep up. <laughs> Never. I'm like, you're playing first. I'm following. Go. <laughs> And yeah. then I just yeah. never stop. Like, whatever tempo you set, I am not going to stop playing until the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the rule on duets. Amson, that's a book that everything just looks fast. Well, that's why it's yeah. a great book, because it it's makes you book. read patterns. You don't have time. Yeah. You can't go in and get it. And everything. it's marching band font, too. It's really yeah, small. Yeah, it's, it's super, super small. small. Yeah. Yep, yep. But great, 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 wow. great studies. Great, great, for, book. great for reading. Great for duets at the end. I'm going to take half credit for being able to sing it. Wow, that was so, shameful. I don't know. I did sing them when you were playing. You did, yeah, yeah. But that's the whole point. That we, that's the thing. It's gonna, you know, it's gonna trigger that. You're gonna right. be able to hear the rest of it. But putting a title on it, yeah, can be difficult. That was hard. Yeah. All right. Wow. Nice job, some of you guys. We like to say. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, boys. Time for a couple things.
Is that a South Park reference you just did? I don't think so. <laughs> All right, there are many mysteries surrounding trumpet studies, so many methods, so many approaches, so many ways to do things. And one of the great mysteries deals with a book that many of us grew up using, one of the staples of slurs, a volume of verticality, a tome of tongue arch, a harbinger oh of hammering, the <laughs> Schlossberg book. Wow. <laughs> well, many think the Schlossberg secret was in his mustache. Others realize it's the content within the book that's the real magic. Problem is there are a thousand ways to use the thing, and apparently none of them have to do with the printed order in the book. Uh, so we're going to decode some Schlossberg, but if I may, a little context. So a little homage to Max Schlossberg. Born okay. in Russia, 1875, joined the New York Phil in 1910. Right. Who, yeah, who was still the, conducting at that time? Wasn't Mahler uh, still conducting? Gustav Mahler conducting. Mahler conducting yeah. That's and, pretty heavy right there. And played uh, until Toscanini took yep. over, mm -hmm. at which point Toscanini. he said, and I'm, I'm out. out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure you guys did this too, or you have looked at the notes by Harry Freistadt yep. in yep. The, the beginning, you know, and I, I, there's some stuff in there that I thought was really striking, like, Schlossberg would have students play long tones because he wanted to judge the two most important things, breathing and attack. Yeah. <laughs> and wanted to know that they main, could maintain steady airflow. And this is interesting uh, uh, to me, too. Not inhale too much. Right. But I will tell you, when I read that, mm -hmm. I thought, right, I, I've been telling people for years, including you two guys, if you can just play a clear C in the staff, you can play trumpet. Right. So what do we need to hear people play? Can you just play me a nice, clear C? And that's right. so he said he makes students play long tones. What is he looking to see? Can you just set up and make a great sound? I don't think you can tell anything unless you hear them play the Onager and Trotta. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Perfect. And I'm going to need oh. to hear it 100 days in a row. Exactly. <laughs> oh well, if you just practice for 100 days in a row, then you can play it. That's you the can play them. That's what it is. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but the cool thing was, I read in all, in all this stuff at the beginning too, of course, was, and this kind of maybe is a point of departure for what we're going to talk about today, but uh, Schlossberg is said to have had infinite patience with the idiosyncrasies of each student rather than a one rigid method for everyone. So this constituted his uniform success as a teacher, apparently. But um, so he sa it says in the instructions, judgment can be exercised in the selection of the drills and the player should select a few from each group daily. So they're yes. saying there yeah. wasn't an expectation that you just go through. Well, this is really important because Schlossberg right. didn't write this book. I mean, that's right. the important part. That's right. right. This, 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 this is a collection his of his exercises mm -hmm. that was put together after his death and published. Right? Yes. Yeah. So the was, idea yeah. that this is some sort of method or this is what Mr. Schlossberg said, you should be doing this in this order None of that is true, and all you have to do is read the instructions like we have and, and you're, you're, you're doing right now. The Recapping students didn't know it. there were instructions. Right. <laughs> no one I mean, ever we, reads the front of the book. The exactly. Just read the book, and it will help so much. Um, so, right, this is, this is the most important part of what we have to say here today. This book is in eight parts, right? And mm -hmm. they're basically just divided up into here are some ways to approach these ideas knock yourself out i mean that's essentially yep. what this book is if we could just go all the way down to the the bare bones of it these are these are ways in which uh, in which mr schlossberg went at these categories 
with students. They are not by any means the only ways or even the only ways that he went. These are some of the ways that he chose to use with some of his students in a random order and random collection thrown together and said, here. Now, I'm not saying that as a negative. I'm, I'm actually saying that, hey, this is great that we have some of his stuff. But right. like anything, what happens? Right? Well, it's in a book. That means I better do it exactly as written and from starting at number one. Yeah, Which is exactly. why no one, no one gets to page nine ever. <laughs> right. This is super boring. When I, uh, when I got to IUP as an undergrad, there was the story of this legendary trumpet player who had just graduated. His name was Kevin Eisensmith. And Kevin mm-hmm. was notorious, you know, legendary for many reasons. It was just incredible high notes that he had. But the other thing was that because he played the entire Schlossberg book cover to cover every day, this was the legend. <laughs> and so when I met Kevin through grad school, I'm like, I, I got to ask you something. Yeah. I'm like, well, there was this thing this you're kind of a legend you know that you apparently played the schlossberg book cover to cover every day is that true and he said oh my god no <laughs> like you know like, that would have killed me no one right. can do that well it's i mean that's it's funny. 58 mm-hmm. pages yeah right yes so one even if you could who would and what value would you gain from that on a daily no. basis and what time would that leave you to do anything else? That's a lot of playing and a lot of lip all in a row. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, that so, would be crazy. We have to try that now. We, we, a live, we need to live stream us. like <laughs> Trying playing, to get through it. Playing the entire building. Schlossberg book. Yeah. Well, let's well, see. Group two is intervals. That's when Brian pukes. I'm out. <laughs> and then yeah. once, once we get to uh, uh, some, like, Articulation studies is when you'll drop. I'm, I'm gonna, just going to fall over. Yeah. And then as think soon as we get down below the staff, I'm right out. Right. So you should, people can think of this book as like each, each exercise has a, should have a student's name on it. Like he wrote it for that student. Oh, you need help with this. Right. So here's what you should play. And he not just that wrote an exercise right, for and, it. Right. And it, not that that's not valuable for other people. It's creative too. Right. I mean, this is how I came up with a lot of the stuff that I've shared with you guys. Is like I had one student who's like, I'm having problems with, try this, try this. And I write it out going, hey, wait, this is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, write this down. Yeah, like my connectivity things. Down. I remember working. I remember that student going, yeah. sure. just do a three-note slur. Okay, can we do another one? Can we put those together? I'm like, oh, 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 oh I'm onto something here. <laughs> yeah, you need this. Right, yeah. but yeah. when you look at like the long tone drills, right? Long note drills. He doesn't call them long tone. He calls them. So, look, the number like if you look at number four, bottom of, of page one, mm-hmm. this is very similar to what I do. Sure, yeah. except yeah. for he he just does it in the bottom of the horn. Yeah. So my my undergrad teacher renumbered the book for me. Oh, here we go. I like that. Here we so go. So I'm going to read. So in order. Uh, I think there are 12 of them, right? So my number one is five. So I'm just going to keep <laughs> reading here. Five, eight, nine, 11, 12. Then I could choose 13 or 14, <laughs> right? And then 15, then 17, then 19 and 20, then 23, and then 27. That was my, those are my 12 things to do out of Schlossberg. And how long did that take you? 
I mean, it's a long time ago, and I don't follow that routine now because I've got this other thing that <laughs> takes that you know, t- way other longer. Thing takes two hours. <laughs> yeah, that takes two hours. Right, but, but it, do- it doesn't take that long to get through those, especially right. without a lot of rest in between. Uh, no, but let's say that you actually wanted to maybe use this in the most effective way. Sure. Right. Let's say that's your mm-hmm. goal. Mm-hmm. Here's one way of doing that, and I, I'll I'll give you two ways actually of doing that. You take the first exercise from all eight of these categories. Mm-hmm. Just play those. Right. Just right. play it one exercise. You have to do one exercise from each, and that can be a nice little short thing. You can pick the first one. You can pick the second one. You can pick the one you like best. Right. Mm-hmm. But what you should do is exactly what is written there. Actually, some good advice at the beginning. Vary those. Pick yes. a couple here. <laughs> pick a couple there. Because what you might end up doing is gravitating towards what you do well. And each of these things are relatively short. You know, like the things that I'm making you guys do are long and they're always going to hit a weakness. So that they're going to take you through the full range of the horn and all the keys. These are not doing that. So you want to make sure you're actually varying them so that over the course of time, you are covering a lot more ground. Yeah. So start with, I'm going to play the first exercise in each one of these eight things. And it's just eight eight short studies. That's going to take you, even with breaks, maybe 15 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boom. Mm-hmm. There's a good way to start. The next day, come back, do the second ones. Right. And there's I, also, you you might notice in these that he, when they put the book together, they leave some stuff out. Like it doesn't cover all the chromatics. It doesn't mm. cover all seven valve combinations. It doesn't mean that you should, ju- you only, in this exercise, you only need to play the ones that are written. You should fill in all the half steps. Sure. Oh, this Joey, is you Im- talk about the, that in the Arben book, actually, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. on the lip flexibility one. The lip flexibility on... and the major scales. Yeah. Yep. If you right. if yep. you look, the C major scale is like, what, three pages? Yeah. Right. And then for, for G flat, you get one exercise. Yeah, you only have to do I one I do exercise. not believe that to be the intent. <laughs> right. No, exactly. right. That's a very important right. part of this, when you, especially when you get over to the, what does he call them, the lip? He doesn't call them lip slurs. He calls them something else. I'm opening my book here. Uh, mm-hmm. Lip drills. Lip yeah. you know, number number fifty nine. Age fifty nine. Yeah, or number fifty nine. So when you get to those, there are things here that don't cover. It doesn't always cover all seven combinations or everywhere right. all the way through. Exactly. But boy, it sure seems like they should. Right. Well, you know, this, <laughs> why did they leave them out? Right? This is interesting. This is a discussion I had with Scott about his books, about Doctor Belk's mm-hmm. books. You yeah. know, he said. Scott's theory was that he doesn't think that it's necessary to have it in every key in the book and that some studies work well in certain keys and then you just, there wasn't a need to put them in there in in all seven combinations. Maybe not, but if we're going to look at Mr. Schlossberg's book, if you look at number 59, Mm -hmm. he goes all all seven down and then he goes all seven up. And then number 60, he does, you know, uh, four, four little things all the way down. But number 61... There's no one, two, and three. Right. Mm. Really? Right. Come on. <laughs> right. You can't tell me that number fifth, number 60 and number 61 are fundamentally that different. Exactly. I'm going to go ahead and say that, that that one, two, and three is implied in the it's number implied. 61. It's just not there. Exactly. You wow. should be doing it. Yeah. Hmm. That's what I'm going to go ahead and say that for this. Now, Scott's alive. We can ask him what he wants to do. Right. 
<laughs> for now. Well, but, uh, <laughs> when, when did you talk to him last? I don't know. Um, I, I like the asterisk in at the bottom of the phrase saying, each phrase legato. Then the entire bar legato under one breath. I'm good there. Yeah. I can be on board with this. Speaking your language. I love these couple pages. And these two octave exercises are really good, right? Crossing the registers, super oh. helpful to trumpet players. Uh, the, the octave exercises and the scale exercises, yeah. I think, are really valuable in here because this is maybe the first book I ever saw where the scales are not just from one to one, you know, <laughs> up an octave or even up an octave and, uh, or up two octaves and down and always, you know, C to C, back to C. Like the expanding sort of scale things here are yeah. great. I don't know, man. I'm looking at number 61, and I'm thinking that's what he meant. No. Because <laughs> I'm How? thinking... No, he well, doesn't. Because 60... I, I don't know. I, I just feel like... sixty. But 59, 60, and 62 all have all seven fingerings. I think his intent with 61 was to go higher than he went in 60, and so he didn't want to start way at the bottom. He wanted to give the, the student a chance to get there. You but know you wouldn't start, start at the bottom. You'd start on the F sharp and the staff. I'm saying, but you're starting at least closer to the closer to the goal note. Come on. Yeah, but it's but an he added talks phrase. No. But then why in 62 are we going back to all seven? It doesn't make any logical sense. No, I think there might be something to it. <laughs> I don't think I think so. you should add one, two, and three. Joey's, he's but, just poking you, Joey. Yeah, but well, also... A little, but, but not al- entirely. But, but also, this this is also one of the first books, aside from the um, uh, Charles Colin Advanced Lip Flexibilities, that actually goes above high C. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, when you get over, look over at, like, you know, number 68, number 69, those are going up. You're going up to, like, high E's there. Yeah, talk about for the for the time, for the time that he was writing these. Mm -hmm. This is pretty progressive. Yeah, sure, right. This is some this is some advanced stuff there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but but valuable and still very valuable today. This is great. This is great stuff. But again, not by any means exclusively all he was teaching. I think I figured out what you're up to here. You're so disturbed that everyone thinks the Clark book ends at four. That you're trying to prevent the same thing happening with Schlossberg. You're <laughs> trying to say, let's point. go deeper into the book. <laughs> yes. Not only that, <laughs> it's worse than that. Okay. A few years ago, uh, the, uh, the gentleman who's in charge of great. IT in the libraries here at IU mm-hmm. has actually told me that the whoever had all of the original letters and writings and stuff of Mr. Schlossberg has donated them here. Oh. <gasps> They're oh, come in on. our library, and I have said, I need to get my hands on those. And he said, <laughs> we'll have to find some time. We'll have to. It's one of those things on my list that I never get around to. You but what I want to do is go through that and see if there's any way I could, actually, I could actually augment or maybe put on another version if there's more stuff there and say, well, let me get my hands on this. Let me see what's actually there. Are you would saying you... that you, you would put in a lot of hours to edit this and then they would just print this one again? <laughs> I think Is that what you're saying? <laughs> With exactly different mistakes. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's pretty much what I'm saying. They changed no. the color of the cover. They're going to make it purple. Right. <laughs> so I have that. Us. I think that would sell. I was. That's what drew me to that book when I was in school. If if we're gonna do that, I'm actually gonna set it all, and I, I'm not handing it to anybody until I'm done. Right. 
we can we can post some of the so so there are routines out of this book like lots of people do did lots of oh, course routines yeah, like you talked yeah. about his routine i have one i do from from college that i give to my students i um actually have a file in my um for my students in google drive just called uh, routine sheets for some reason i can't actually find it right now it's you know if fun. you had that in pages we'd all be able to see it right <laughs> right now. everybody oh my god it. you have to stop with the pages <laughs> but i <laughs> We're going to get you into the 21st century. So I have a, I have a Schlossberg routine, but then I also have underneath my regular Schlossberg routine, I have um, Bob Early's three-day rotation Schlossberg routine in which I was talking to him and he was dictating what numbers to do when. So I like day one, and I, I would just put a one next to every exercise and then day two, day three. And so a few weeks ago when we were playing trios with me and George and uh, and they brought out the Schlossberg book and they were talking about Schlossberg and Bob was talking about all the stuff that he does in Schlossberg. And I said, Oh yeah. I said, I have your three day routine. And he said, excuse me, what? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. I already love this. (laughs) I said, I said this, your three day uh, Schlossberg routine, day one, day two and three, three. And he says, I I have no idea what you're talking about. That's beautiful. (laughs) I was like, you told me this. (laughs) That is great. Sat in your office. And he said, I I don't remember that at all. Yeah. This is how I've thought for years about like, my teacher, Bill Becker, I thought, oh, he must have known Mr. Schlossberg. Like, he was so convincing. Here's the way you're supposed to do this. Right. This is one, this is two, four A, four B, five, mm-hmm. six A, six. I was like, whoa, this is super deep. He must have known. No, he probably just made it up. Just made of course it up. He, of he course probably he used the up. book the way he was supposed to use the book, which is to say, this is the stuff that you are not really good at. You should do these studies. Yes. Do this. You'll right? get better. Yeah, I did hear um, recently, uh, a few years ago, that John Fattis, somebody was talking to John Fattis about, about playing the trumpet and getting good at the trumpet and practicing. And he said, the first thing you be, you need to be able to do is the first three pages of the Schloss, Schlossberg at pianissimo. As softly as you can play, all three pages. An octave higher. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I will tell you, when I got here, uh, when I first started teaching at IU, and David Baker and I were hanging, and he says, I got to tell you, used to hearing all those cats just sitting around going, um, da. he goes, what is that? <laughs> and I said, oh, that's from the Sloshberg book. But uh, evidently, Mr. Adam used a fair amount of those exercises and, and very regularly with with his students. Mm-hmm. Sure. That is just, again, great tools, uh, way to get better. But how you use them, if you're sitting there thinking, well, I just got to play this book all the way through. Nope. <laughs> that's not yeah. that's not a thing that's not the intent never was the intent yeah so i think obviously what we're encouraging here is to like to dig a little bit deeper with this thing because you can find a lot of things that could cater to very specific issues in playing oh that's the I best mean, part if you look at the, the top thing. of this i mean how many times you know i like to talk about i think essentially i think there are four fundamentals right so you got to make a sound you got to have articulation you got to have uh, flexibility and you got to have facility mm-hmm. and you look at this in the beginning of this book they're saying much the same thing for all of the aspects you're going to run into right. there are things in here to practice yes right. yeah right that's awesome. That's what makes it so great. Yeah. And he says, tongue them, slur them, double tongue them, triple tongue them, do all the variations, do them in all keys. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually writing out the whole book and all the exercises would be, that'd be a big book, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you should do that, Joey. 
I'm full of ideas for other people. Yeah, maybe you're, you should. You're happy to give me work. Yes. You should blow it up so if it's on one page now, it's on two pages later, and then no one knows where anything is. <laughs> change all the page numbers. Yeah, change oh the page God. numbers. I'll, I'll renumber it as well. <laughs> I've been teaching long numbers. enough now that no one has an original Arbin's book, and I am oh, well, beating this, my head against the I, wall. I, here's what I've run into now. Over the past couple of years, I've watched the transition of not just that everybody has the new, uh, you know, uh, Tom and Jen's version of the Arbin's book, which, right. by the way, is cleaner, is easier oh, to read. No doubt. And the setting, it looks better. They did a lot of really good work to make that better. Excellent. But they changed all the page numbers, so I'm mad at them. Right. But so, <laughs> not, so I do have people, I've had students, but the past couple of years, I've watched a real transition to students now working off digital devices. So I have more students than ever that are now reading off iPads, sure. which means they're looking for public domain stuff. So a lot of them have the old original version of the Arbitz right. book. Right. So And then there's also, I think floating around there is a Vizuti edition of the Arbitz book that's out there digitally that a lot of people oh, seem wow. to find. Sure. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's okay. I'm not saying it's right or they should. I'm saying that they happen to have it. Sure. And that's different as well. Right. So mm -hmm. now it's like, okay, I just need to scroll. I'm going to find it. I know where this is because page numbers don't work anymore. Right. All right. So do this point. for me. I, go just thinking about the book. Is there some hidden gem in here, a hidden exercise number that maybe you have used or you find great value in that maybe somebody, you know, maybe one of the ones that's buried? I, I love 129, 130. Okay. That's so funny. Um, I'm right. Is that? Okay. Those are yeah, they're good. They're like the little a, the a the, of, the first uh, large little intervals. I love of large those. intervals, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I just love those. But exercises, I'll tell you what I like, and I don't think people really play them. And there are similar ones in the Arbitz book, but one twenty six and one twenty seven. That's just you're you're slurring downward intervals and upward intervals. Yes, but from C down the octave and landing right there and then on E then on G and then on C if you can really play 126 and 127 well yeah you're doing something then you've got some really good flexibility and fluidity of playing but I don't think most people really use those two well it's like the Clark book right <laughs> right once you guys get past the second study you're like and close the book Clark so, 1 Clark 2 and I'm all done but yeah 126 and 127 play those slowly Get them right where you're just going note to note. If they start when there's a little bit of stuff between some of the larger intervals when you're starting off, totally fine. I'd rather hear them connected with some stuff than separated. And then really work to have nice clean intervals all the way oh, yeah. through. Those are terrific. Now, now you might look at this and be shocked, but I'm going to go with 93 through 96. Right, I'm, turn I'm turning back. I'm going back to those. Oh, scales and arpeggios. <laughs> right, but look... You know, look at what it does as it progresses through, like over into '95, and then finally with these fast, this faster passage work through '95 and '96. They're great. I do, like do '95 and '96. Those are on yeah. my list. And then again, you're also covering full range of the horn here. Yes. Right. These yeah. are things that are going to take you from low F sharp all the way up to high E. Mm -hmm. You know. Yep. Mm -hmm. So yeah, these are ones I don't hear an awful lot, but I'll tell you what I do hear an awful lot. The very next one. 97? Oh, I hear yeah. that a lot. People yep. just tonguing the crap out of that. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I heard that a lot. staccato does not mean that hard. Not mean hammer tongue. Yes. I heard that a lot at UNT. Is that right? Yeah, this is very similar in this study, I think, in particular, but 
Jay Saunders loved this kind of stuff with the lead players. What is the study? I cannot. I don't. I don't know where I've heard it or I've played it, but I don't know where I've heard it or what book it's from. That's Goldman One. You teach out of that book. That's Goldman Number One. But then they stop there and they do the next key. They do it just in all the keys. It's just a snippet from there. Yeah, that's that's the first line. That's Goldman Number One. That's Goldman One. Yeah. They just do it in other keys. They just yeah stop it. Do it. You know who else loves that book? Tenor sax players. Really? Love. I've had yeah. I've had more than one tenor player tell me that they love the Goldman thing for articulation. Oh, that's funny. Well, it's a great articulation book. Yeah. Yeah. It well yeah for sure. And the changes are super easy. (laughs) Exactly. Once you once you once you start opening it up. (laughs) Right. Yeah, but but to your point, as far as like for the lead players, this is where this th- this particular book that actually does take you up above high C while right. still holding you all the way down to low F sharp is yeah. great. And so the follow up to that stuff, so like th- those would be great. I think those would be great preliminary studies if you're ready to dive into. Let's use it this way: top tones. Sure. Right, because yeah. those kind of prepare you and put the chops in the air and all that kind of stuff in place. Because top, top tones are a pretty demanding book, but right. it's the top same tones sort actually of... wants you to play etudes and music all the way up to high E flat. Yes, right, yeah. yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And, and, and the opening e. scales Is there an e in that book, yeah. Uh, there's an F in that book. In top um, tones, the opening, the opening there is scales, in the scales at the beginning. Yeah, the opening yeah. scales are really demanding. Right, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But in the studies themselves, what is it? The number three that the, the the Tarantella thing goes up to D. Right. There's a, I know there's E flat. Yeah. Doesn't the one in E flat major go all the way up to high E flat? I think it does. Right? All the way up. I think this is a way to look at it, too, and we could talk about this in much greater detail, but when you set out, a student sets out to play a piece of music, right, you look at the challenges that are in that piece, and then you identify different books different studies and different things that feed that machine that make yes. that better. And Schlossberg is one of those books that if, if you really set out to do that, you could find, <laughs> I mean, clo- almost at an Arben level of, oh yeah, you're just going to go here and you're going to find the stuff that's going to work to make you better at that. Right. But different than Arben's is it, it covers more range mm-hmm. and has mm-hmm. uh, essentially more of the uh, fluidity part built in. The Arben's book is written to basically tongue everything except for, you know, pages, what, 42 through 44. Right. right. Like the rest right. of the book is like, yeah, we're going to tongue all this. No yeah. offense to you personally, Bill. Yeah, I <laughs> love those pages. Yeah. You know, yeah. but they, they keep everything rather compact where uh, this book immediately gets you thinking a little bit bigger and broader. Right. Yeah, so this is one of those books that, I mean, there's other, you know, fancy Lipsler stuff out now. There's a lot of great Lipsler books out. We talk about the Scott's book, and there's two, two the, in particular. Yeah, yeah well, the, the, Scott's books. Yeah, two of them. They're both two of great. them. And then the, the Bylin book, which I wasn't a Excellent. huge fan of initially, but it, but it's a great no, it's, it's a great book. Yeah. That's yeah. graduated very clearly. Graduated, oh, right? The, it, yeah, that's really what I helpful. missed at first. I don't think that's a book in those groups that you you jump around. I think you follow the prescribed yep. order of that book. Right. And then you realize what's but going on. That's the intent there. Yeah. yeah. And but hey, this... don't don't sleep on the Charles Colon thing just for for lip flexibility. Also I mean, graduated. That's graduated, yeah. but it goes pretty fast. It does well, go very like, fast. By, by like page seven, they're like, "So you're playing up to high G's now?" And people are like, "Hold on, wait, <laughs> right. hold on, wait." Yes. Not, Turn the maybe page. What happened? I'm, I'm not. So. Well, and one I used in undergrad school that I hardly ever see or hear mentioned anymore is the Walter Smith. Lip oh, flexibility sure. Flexibility sure. book. Yeah. 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 Those get 
that gets serious pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, but a lot of great options. But I think Schlossberg, we we throw the name around. Everybody kind of knows that it's a, it's an old standard, but man, there's a gold mine in here. If you haven't gotten to the back of the book, if you haven't yeah, this, gone again, deep into I, it. I think people use the same eight studies out of there, and yeah. and they're great studies, but sure. you're you're missing so much. It's a yeah. little like the Clark book of like, yeah, I know Clark one and Clark two, I've seen Clark three, but if you haven't been to Clark seven, <laughs> you're sort of missing the boat. If you haven't been back to the end of this book and look at their those little etudes. Mm. Yeah, those etudes are are challenging little little studies to work mm-hmm. through. Yeah. Oh yeah. John yeah, Barnes came in my office today. He interrupted Clark Seven this morning. Oh. And he nice. said, "What tempo is that?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "What? You're not doing this fast?" He goes, "No, I'm about sixty clicks below that." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Well, you better get moving." <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Brian is at light speed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, moving. You got to keep up. Joey's like a click a day. I'm like, I oh, know. No. Click a day until it falls apart. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Mission accomplished. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Oh, I've done it to myself a dozen times. Yeah. And then oh, you I can dial it back down and then build yeah. it back up. Exactly. I can get there tomorrow. I mean, well, that was the goal. <laughs> exactly. But I think, you know, we realize it's important. It's an important book, so we're going to keep bringing it up, shine it's a light a great on it. book. But dig in and, like, go out of order. Go find something in Schlossberg you can use. Here's, here's your assignment, right? Here's the assignment. There are eight sections. So what you're going to do. You're going to play the first one of, of every section, and then tomorrow, the second one of every section you until you've played the whole book. There, there you go. Is. No matter, and just like take them slowly and work your way through, and then you're going to go, all right, all right, I'm going to come back. i got to work that one out. But do that as a way to learn the book. You can learn the book that way in probably, what, three weeks? Sure. Yeah. I mean, there are uh, only about 20 exercises per section, right? So, yeah. Uh, and that's not even like 100 days of practice. We could call it 30 days of Schlossberg. How about <laughs> yeah. that? Hashtag. Hey. Hashtag 30 Days of Schlossberg. You keep talking, I'm going to do some math. Exercises. It's only Hold 156 on. exercises. Joey's going to do some math on this, and he's going to have a – he will have an entire Schlossberg routine laid out for us. It, it is only going to take him like a minute. I send. I just sent him the one Bob Early uh, claims he doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just emailed him. Nice. Uh, 11 yeah. exercises a day every three days. Yeah. Rotating for three days. But yeah, Absolutely. the longest, I mean, there are more etudes and more long tones than anything else. Mm-hmm. No, they're, the scale drills are longer, but we can combine some of those. I think we might be able to get this down 12, 20. I'll do some math, but I think we could do this maybe in two weeks. We could do yeah. two weeks and you can play the whole Schlossberg. long note drills. That's crazy. Yeah, but, but if you look at intervals, intervals, octave drills, lip drills, uh, there's only, you know, 10 or 11 of each of those. Yeah, that's right. nine, 19 chord drills and you know 13 mm-hmm. chromatic scale drills. So those are the ones that those are the ones that'll be one a dayers. Right. And the yeah. scale drills, long tone drills and etudes might be more. We could get this down to uh, 2 weeks and you play well, the whole whole listen, Schlossberg book. I think the other thing that comes out of this is that you've got to get your hands on that archive material and you got to you could become the expert. Oh, wouldn't that be great? I like you, this idea. a Tartel edition. Yeah. And then I maybe love, people yeah. would finally know who you are. <laughs> this could be your ticket. I'm the Schlossberg guy. You, you, right. <laughs> you could become the Schlossberg guy. No offense, Scott. <laughs> no, he's the Lipsler guy. I'm the Schlossberg that's guy. What, that's a completely different thing. It's yeah. a whole different thing. Now, are you willing to shave the beard and go down to the Max Schlossberg mustache just uh, to reinforce your position? That picture is, it is great. All, the, uh, there's only one other Profound. picture that might be close. Yeah. But the Ma- Max Schlossberg picture is maybe at least one of the two best pictures of trumpets. The other is um, 
inside uh what's trumpet techniques what's his name um he taught here at iu the oh, red uh, cover um um oh shoot i mean yeah i know exactly charlie it. gorm no it's not charlie no? um i mean charlie did teach her but that's yeah. not the name of the book uh there's some great pictures of him they're very noble <laughs> the book is trumpet techniques it's a red cover oh man i'm bad person. The box of knowledge yeah and you got nothing. Hold on. I don't know. I still think the Schlossberg picture holds up. Oh, it's fantastic. Totally. The, like only, must. the only one at this point I think is stronger is uh, Anton Weidinger's bust. <laughs> Gold. <laughs> oh, it took you four or five episodes to get back. I know. We're back. Yeah. How have, yeah. How we're have, back. We, not, have we not had uh, Anton's not been around? Well, we've, you know, we're warming up only to a it. couple weeks in. Yeah, and and I don't think we've exhausted everything associated with Weidinger's legacy. Not even close. Not even close. No, there's so much more. Yeah, so much more there. Yeah, we're gonna find out that he coined the phrase "You're doing it wrong." We're gonna be able to trace that back to him, probably. <laughs> I would think so. Weidinger. That's probably where it started. Yeah, a bit of an ego here. <laughs> anyway. Well, listen, boys, that should about do it for today. Stay tuned, tell your friends and neighbors, and never, ever trust the published order. So long for now. Remember to keep an open mind, but more importantly, an open bell. Many thanks to our amazing staff, Data Collection, Murky Research, LLC, Brian's Valve Guy, Emerson Clackers, Joey Stylus, <laughs> Curl Up and Die Incorporated, Bill's Wardrobe, Dapper Dan Man, and the WTF legal team, Ditch em Quick and Hide. <laughs>